Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace. And welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Hey, I am your host, Dr. Mark French, and I am always happy that you've joined me for this 20 minutes of talking about safety and not just physical safety, but psychological safety. The safety that we need to have in the workplace that I feel like is lacking and is improving, but always seems to continue to be lacking uh, in, in a lot of places. And so this week I want to talk about like, this is something that has been weighing on me for a little bit. And I think it finally crystallized to me. Of course, we'll call it a shower thought. I'm in a sh- sitting there thinking, reflecting, and it hits me like, this is what you want to talk about. And so skipping ahead to some other things I wanted to talk about, I'm going to go here first. And this is what I almost want to call like all in for safety or all in for people. Time and time again, study and study and study again shows that when you empower your people, when you give them the ability to make good decisions, you educate them on what your corporate values are. What are we looking for? You give them the vision. You give them the mission And then you empower them to go and do it and make decisions. Short term, it can be very scary because there might be some investment that needs to happen. But long term, it creates such a dynamic change in an organization. We certainly like built to last, good to great, the seven habits, 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. If you case study some companies that have had longevity and longevity with growth, It comes from when they talk about people empowerment. And even when you see declines in their company, you see maybe where there was a CEO that came in that changed everything and and took less power to their people and brought it more to the centralized and kind of gave it away and then came back up again because a new leader came in and recognized what they had done wrong or they had moved away from their core values and they start to accelerate again. Sometimes it's you can't fix it. Sometimes you can. And it, to me, it begins with that idea of safety. And it's so interesting that we continue to go back and look at Alcoa. That seems to be like the gold standard of a leader who years and years and decades ago stood up and said, we're going to do safety. We're going to rally behind it. And it just rocketed that organization into a whole new level of profitability and safety. And this was Paul O'Neill. We continue to case study him throughout a lot of safety. If you haven't read about him, I would encourage you to look up some of his first uh, 
shareholder talks where he gets in front of Alcoa. He was given the helm and he stands in front of the shareholders and the company isn't doing bad. The company is actually doing okay, actually profitable. And he says, one thing we're going to do is we hurt too many people. We're going to stop that. Whatever investment it takes, whatever we have to do, we are going to stop hurting people. And of course there were questions about what about your next quarter of profitability, et cetera, et cetera. He says, I don't think you heard me. We're talking about real lives getting hurt here. We're not going to do that anymore. What he understood, and there's been some great articles written about what his strategy did. His strategy forced his team to understand his culture of his organization in every moving piece of it. And I've never been able to really crystallize how important that is, that you safety is that key. I care about my safety. If the company cares about my safety, right there we have common ground. Now, I may care about company profitability because I want my paycheck, but I really care about my safety. I may care about quality because I want to be proud of the stuff that I make or the service I produce as, a, as someone who works for a company, but I really care about my safety. And so if the company really cares about my safety also, we have common ground to go and do things together and learn together. One, it's a great exploration of culture because if you don't care about somebody's safety, how do you even care about anything else? And I've said that before, but then to understand safety, you have to understand every moving part of that organization. You have to start from front to back and you have to look at every single thing that a person interacts with to do a good understanding of job safety. So I need to look at everything that a person interacts with. I need to understand every time a person gets near anything that could harm them. And I need to understand the risk there. So naturally, I'm getting into the business. I'm taking a deep, deep dive into the business to understand everything that's going on, which is phenomenal. It was such a great rally cry. And yet it is so scary to do because it takes such a huge investment. So many times I feel like businesses in particular, and certainly I am one also, I'll tell a story probably in the second half about that, of where it's almost like you walk up to the pool and you're like, you know what, I need to just go in. I need, this is going to be better if I just immerse, immerse myself and go for it. But instead you kind of put one toe in. You go, oh, I don't know, a little scared, a little worried, back, back out. If you keep doing that, that makes people see that you're not committed. I'm either committed to getting in or I'm not. And people can see that and our teams see that. And so they want to see an organization that's willing to go all in with them. Like they're in for the swim. If they're in the pool, I'm in the pool. They want to know that, hey, we're all going to do it. We're all going to be here right together trying to get through it. And so we go back to the idea of immersing yourself in safety or immersing yourself in people. Now we'll say the first gateway to people would be safety. That if you start with safety, it's one of those metrics that we have to have and it's great to have. And it starts some fantastic conversations about people because fundamentally, if you care, if they come into work and leave, then fundamentally other things start to progress. Things get better. Things change. And we start to understand each other at a little bit different level than just work. We understand each other from that aspect of who we are as a person. So as we take that journey and we're looking at every single piece of the organization, that deep dive, we're understanding our business at a whole new level. 
we're understanding each little piece of person and machine or person and process integration. And if we understand that, we can optimize our business, we can improve costs, we can improve quality, because again, these are all quality systems that we're talking about being used as a safety methodology, understand it, protect it, and then once you understand it, improve it. And it all fits together so perfectly, but it begins with letting your people being able to tell you that here's a problem, we need to come after it, we need to fix it, and we need to be able to be empowered to make good decisions. And those good decisions sometimes take investment. And I think that's the scary word a lot of times is investment. What does investment mean? And when does it pay off? Because we're in, especially in those publicly traded companies, it's all about the quarter. Did we make the quarter? Did we make the quarter? Sometimes it's about, did we make the week? <laughs> we're push, push, push for that. When the long-term strategy can really pay off, when we have that solid long-term investment, sometimes there's that dip and then there's this acceleration, but investment, so it's pulling the bowstring, letting it go, pulling it, letting it go. I know that's very, if you're on my YouTube channel, that would have looked phenomenal, I'm sure, me gesturing that out. So let's take a quick break. Let's come back on the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, and I am going to tell a little bit more about this idea of all-in for safety. TSDA Consulting. Learn you, lead others. Traditional development focuses too much on weaknesses. They make you believe that the only way to find success is through improving your faults. Strengths-based coaching instead focuses on creating success through using your natural talents. Dr. Mark French at TSDA Consulting is an authorized Clifton Strengths Coach. Your customized report and a personalized approach help bring out the best in you and your team. For more information, visit us on the web at tsdaconsulting.com. And welcome back to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. So happy you're with me. Let's continue this idea of all in for safety or basically all in for people. To be all in for your team, it means that you're right there beside them. It means that you're setting the vision long term. And I love, I've been rereading Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I go back to that book frequently along with a few others that are in my uh, rotation that they're the ones I kind of go back to as my core a lot of times. And I love the idea of put first things first and you would think he was telling you to like get your, your affairs in order. And really what the idea is, is that you have urgent and important. It's the Eisenhower matrix, right? And we're so many times consumed with high urgency and high importance. And basically the things that are on fire right in front of us, those are the things that get our utmost attention. They are the things that were right in front of us that we feel like that we have to do right now. When as leaders, our people want us to be more in the, it's not urgent, but it's important. They want us always focused on not what's most urgent, but what's most important in our organization. And sometimes they match. Sometimes you have to get together and you see that your urgency and your importance are lining up. But a lot of times your highly important things will be slightly under the ones that are more urgent. So we want to put importance over urgency rather than urgency over importance because importance is about our core values. Importance is about what, what our ethics tell us to do. 
Importance is what is our corporate values and what are we ultimately looking at as an organization for our people. And safety should be one of them. Absolutely, 100% should be one of them all the time. And if it is, we can't lose sight of that. We can't give up on that and we can't misconstrue the thought process that we have behind it. We should always hold that to the top. Is it people learning? Is it safety? What is that value that we want to hold core and we hold on to it? And that's being all in because dipping your toe in means that, uh oh, something urgent's come up. We'll shift it for a little while. It's not as important as it used to be because there's something that's more urgent than there is important. That's scary because then we get so much into firefighting mode and firefighting mode wears us out. It will drain our batteries so quickly. It'll drain those around us because when you're in the fire, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You see, put out the fire and hope there's not another one or hope there's not a repeat or hope there's not something else that's going to come up. Where if you're focused on the important, it's always, you know what, there's the fires around us that we're going to start tackling and we might delegate to go after. But ultimately, we have to keep going toward the goal. Let me back up and tell just a quick story about where I failed at this absolutely miserably failed. I was at an organization working only safety person, which is normal for the size of the company that it was. Sometimes we see that only that one lone safety person doing everything they can and right size. I felt like it was right because I wasn't doing it the right way. I wasn't leveraging my resources. I wasn't the only person in charge of safety. There were a lot of people that wanted to be and here's that idea of go all in. The first step is to delegate, give it away, whatever you want to call it, is take it off your plate. Educate other people and give it away. So I had some really great safety committees. We'd worked really hard to create them. We'd gotten there. I didn't see any safety committees. We started working on finding people who were motivated, who wanted to do stuff, who wanted to jump in and be part of it. We found those people, and then we had meetings. Instead, I later, after really struggling with the idea of letting it go, of giving it away, I started handing off big pieces of the site. And it starts with something easy, like let's train them to do fire extinguisher inspections. Boom, here you go. Teach them how to do eyewash and shower inspections. Go do those as part of your weekly task and then turn in the, the digital sheet or the paper sheet that shows that you did it. And then, of course, you follow up and you check to make sure things are going right because... Things get missed when you turn things over for the first time. It's never perfect. There's always room for improvement. But that, again, becomes the gateway to going much further. Suddenly, they can get more involved in doing instant investigations and writing up safety alerts and creating root cause analysis when they're educated and empowered to do so. They become a great impartial person to look at some of the items that are happening. And if you empower them to do it, you expect it, you help coach them through it. Now, that takes investment. Again, am I all in? If I'm all in, I'm in the pool there with them. We're all swimming around trying to find our way. And we can do it better when we're doing it together because we're a teamwork. And so I have to make sure that I'm willing to invest the time to educate, to understand, to follow through. If I'm not willing to put that kind of effort and time and energy, I might as well just keep it myself and burn out, which is not a good idea either. So I encourage you to think about what is it that we can give away? What is it that we can hand off 
to that next person, to those people who are eager to learn, those committees that we have? How can we empower them? How can we listen more to what our team is telling us and what we need? They were great once we got it started, and I can't tell you how hard that was for me early in my career, mid-career, giving those things away that I thought were, well, this is inherently the safety manager's task. And I was didn't see it as an opportunity to empower someone else to go into the system and to come back out and give me feedback on what needed to be improved. And that was just the beginning of how we were able to really change the way that we looked at safety because suddenly it wasn't just me. It wasn't just the supervisors. It was more people. It was more interaction. And there was more elements of feedback that we could be given. And I had to sit through a lot of a lot of seminars and success stories of how people had done this in the past and handed it off. Not even studied some of the case studies of when you really empower people. And even I was really stuck in trying to do it. So it, there is certainly an opportunity there to always make that change, empower that person, find someone, and as an organization, start to make that change, starts from the top, that we have to make that decision that our people, is we're, we're going to be all in with them. We're going to be all there in it and going. So we really appreciate you joining me on this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. We've reached the end of another great episode here. I want to remind you, coming up in May, Louisville, Kentucky, Kentucky Safety Conference, I will be there talking about safety, the gateway to engagement. I'm also going to be set up there with a booth, do some live podcasting, come by if you're in the area. I would love to do a quick interview with you, have you as part of the podcast. Uh, again, if you go to my f- webpage, tsdaconsulting.com or markafrench.com, you can find all my social, running the new YouTube channel, got a cool backdrop, I'm wearing a cool t-shirt today. Hopefully that's motivation to go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> so really appreciate you joining me. Until next time we chat, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.